We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up, Thunder fans, and welcome to the Uncontested Summer League Postgame Podcast Edition. I am your host for tonight, Taylor Peterson. You can find me at Twitter at Taylor underscore P15 and threads and all this other crazy nonsense, but way more important than that, I'm joined by my good friend, J.D. Silva. Fella. <laughs> Fella. We're here and we're on um, threads. We we are. Uh, <laughs> In a way. The universe did not want us to record this podcast tonight, Silva. <laughs> My Mac no. did not want us to record this podcast. I don't no. think the Thunder really wanted us to record, the, record this podcast based off that performance. No. We are here, nonetheless, as the Thunder end up falling to the Memphis Grizzlies 94 to 86. Before we get any further, we are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify. Gosh, there's all kinds of other... Um, other outlets but those are the main two and uh youtube is a big one right now that we've seen a ton of engagement with so we really appreciate all of you who have been tuning into our youtube channels the shorts that, uh, that nick's been throwing out there um obviously our live streams you guys have been super interactive it's really appreciated appreciated and we're having a ton of fun with it we're going to continue to put more and more content out there uh tiktok as well using some of that same content for like the the shorts to put on on tiktok post so uh, we're having a lot of fun with it we appreciate you guys tuning in if you can leave us five star rating on any of those platforms it'd be greatly appreciative and uh you can find us like i said anywhere twitter instagram facebook and now threads like someone threads. and i were talking about yeah we'll see how <laughs> um, that goes yeah but we'll, we'll absolutely yeah. see how it goes no telling i'm, I'm hearing mixed reviews so far silva you, me you were too. telling me before it's, we started it's, it's yeah there's not dms you can't like customize your feed really you know, it's it's early. Yeah, we'll see. we'll see. Early stages, but it's a pretty yeah. good uh, interface. I did like the interface. Yeah, another place out. for us to doom scroll. It'll be great. Yeah, true, 
True. It'll be great. It's a, uh, it's a Twitter replacement nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good news is that less than 24 hours from now, actually at this point, 24 hours from now, uh, knock on wood, unless there's any big delays or anything, uh, each of Nick, Jacob, Justin, myself, will be on the ground in Vegas, which is really exciting. That's so cool. For summer league. And I know, Silva, I'm really, I'm sad. I don't, I don't get to experience weird. Vegas, Silva. I know. It'll be weird. It'll be weird, but you guys will have a ton of fun. And yeah, I'll hop on a show or something while you're there. There we go. We'll get you in yeah. virtually. It'll be fun. Won't be the same, but it's for a good reason. Um, yes. Very excited for Silva as he's started a new job here over the past couple of months. And uh, obviously for a very good reason, but we will miss yeah. you for sure. But regardless, lots to look forward to as we have some really exciting stuff planned between blue wire between um, some of the stuff that thunder have sent us uh, to be able to bring out there with us. So lots to look forward to when we're at boots on the ground, Vegas, but unfortunately tonight wasn't the most fun game. Silva, regardless, I think there's still some things to break down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe before we get started, what were just some of the biggest things that stood out to you from the past two games, even not even just tonight, um, but we're in game two now of Salt Lake city summer league. Give me some of your thoughts. Yeah, um, I, I guess the really obvious one is being able to see Chet Holmgren play basketball again. I, uh, we, I saw, I got to see him in person last year, and I've just become so attached to him, like as a prospect. So, obviously, his injury last year really, really hurt, and it's been, it's been awesome just to see him in a Thunder uniform playing basketball again. Seeing if he, if you can tell, I can't totally tell if he looks different physically. Like he's gained weight, but he's obviously just a super skinny guy. I'm just getting used to the experience of watching Chet play and, and the impact he is, he has on the court at all times, which is seriously, feels like at all times he's making an impact because of, because of who he is. And the Thunder just haven't ever had a guy like that. So that's been my biggest thing. Uh, just I think seeing our boy Chet play. So spot on. Um, I, it's so spot on. That I even want to say that just because I think we're going to talk mm-hmm. a lot about that when we get into Chet's game tonight, mm-hmm. because I, I, again, like to your point, I think it was the epitome of what has been like watching in these past two games. Um, I'm with you there. Obviously, J-Dub was fantastic that first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that here in a second. Trey Mann's been very aggressive. Really and good. It was good to see Oost do some more promising things mm-hmm. tonight as well. Now, before we get any further, uh, already some great comments popping in the chat. We really, really appreciate it. And we will be going through those here at the end of this. We're going to try and keep this one a little shorter. Just based off of the game, based off it's going a little late here with my technical difficulties. <laughs> and we want to save a little time for you to be able to go through some of those comments and questions from you all in the chat. So please continue to throw those in there. Um, but Silva, like I mentioned, no J-Dub tonight in game two of Salt Lake Summer League. Um, his butt hurt. His butt hurt. Blue contusion out tonight for the Thunder per Joe Masato. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. If this were last season, gosh, my, okay. So I mentioned all my technical difficulties I've been having with my Mac. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now that it's working, um, it decided just now to give me all of my updated text messages for like the past five days. So oh, hundreds. Ding, 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 <laughs> my ear, like nonstop, ridiculous. Let's see if I can even just like hard quit out of messages. Goodness. Okay. It was tough not being able to like J Dub playing in summer league is a luxury by every account. Like it is a luxury having him play. It's like it's like watching a movie in IMAX. Like it's a, it's a better experience. You know, tonight we watched the movie. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't an IMAX. You didn't get the audio, the big screen. So it wasn't uh, there wasn't as much like 
jump off the screen appeal without Jada being there, who was clearly like way too good to be playing in summer league. But yeah, I assume, do you, do you think he would have played if it was the regular season? So, Oh, 110%. And Me sorry, too. it's a, uh, <laughs> I still have the constant dings going in my ear, that but we're going to roll with this here. Yeah. <laughs> what I was getting at prior to that though. So was, I think if it were last season in summer league, it was like, well, they let, you know, they let Giddy play uh, last summer league and mm-hmm. let him even play through Vegas summer league. Cause he wanted to, and wanted to play with Chet. And my response to that would be that this is a, another season forward in this, this trajectory of, of the thunder. Right. And I don't think that I, I think Pressy is telling him probably that, look, I get it. And I'm so happy you want to play. Yeah. But we're taking a leap this season. We signed uh, Vasily Micic. We are bringing in guys like Davos Portons potentially. And we're, we're really ready to take that step forward and we need you healthy because you're going to play a gigantic role in that. So again, if this were last year and Dub was in the same draft class as Giddy, or even they they exchange places, I think we mm-hmm. probably uh, see Dub get to play all Salt Lake City Summer League as well as Vegas. But um, for the reasons I mentioned, I think that's probably why they're quote unquote shutting him down. Maybe we'll see him. I mean, again, this is a very minor injury that they quoted, so maybe we don't see him for the rest of Summer League or sorry, the rest of Salt Lake City Summer League, and then we see him again for like the first game of Vegas Summer League, and he's done. That's kind of my guess. That's kind of my guess. See him one or two games in Vegas, and then that's it. That, that Who's the first sense. game in Vegas? Uh, first game in Vegas is Dallas. So unfortunately, okay. that will be the only game that we get to see because they scheduled. So we try to go early because that's mm-hmm. when typically a lot of the fun stuff happens, right? Like we're going to be very fortunate to get to see, knock on wood, uh, Wimby versus yeah. Brandon Miller, right? Like on, yeah. on Sunday night, that's going to be awesome. Um, or I guess, sorry, Saturday, Friday, Friday night. Um, but because of that, the way they schedule the Thunder, we're only going to catch one game before we head back Monday, which is mm-hmm. so stupid, but just the way it worked out. So um, anyways, to your point, Yes, we'll get to see them against Dallas, which is that first game, I believe, Sunday before we leave Monday, which will be a fun one. Uh, cool. Jaden Hardy and yeah. a lot of different prospects. God, thank goodness it muted. I just have had a constant ding, <laughs> That's terrible. ding, ding in my <laughs> It's kind of hilarious in the worst way. Yeah. Okay, but sorry, so moving huh. on. So obviously no dub tonight. Um, I, I kind of I agree with your assessment completely. I wouldn't be surprised if we only see him like one more time and probably not the rest of Salt Lake City, but yeah. probably that first game, potentially Chet um, and Vegas Summer League. So the starters instead was Trey Mann, Jared Butler, Usman Jang, Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams. I thought Trey Mann, this is probably a good transition. You, you mentioned Trey Mann earlier. Mm-hmm. He had 13 points in nine minutes on five of six shooting just like came out extremely aggressive from the very beginning. The Thunder did not though. Like they were kind of the opposite of that. Trey Man was keeping them afloat offensively and Jared Butler kept them afloat with a couple of three pointers and the latter part of the first quarter. But in the second quarter, they really responded. They go on an 18 to two run over the last four minutes, 30 seconds of the half. And Trey had 18 points. Jared Butler had 11 points. Chet had six points, but seven rebounds one steal and one block felt like he was kind of all over the court. 
Um, and that just kind of continued into the second half. I thought Chet came out again a little more aggressive in the second half, similar to what we saw in game one, mm-hmm. which is great to see. But again, it's just that, you know, you see different rotations. <laughs> and because of that, you know, it, the game stayed close, but there wasn't anything huge that stood out to me in that second half. Like, a little jealous of our guys, Nick and Jacob, who got to talk about the Trey Man poster. Yeah. Chet going off later in the in the game. We didn't really get any of that. But I thought Chet was a little more aggressive in the second half, which was good to see. Mm-hmm. But Usman was a little more aggressive in the second half. Also great to see. And just played better within the flow of the offense. Um, and again, Trey Man just continued to be that steady presence for the Thunder. So I'm not sure where we really want to start. Um like so, there wasn't like anything big that stood out from the second half. Maybe we just kind of go down the stat line here. Usman Jang, thirteen points, six rebounds, two assists. He had two blocks, but like I said, a lot of that kind of felt Silva to me. Like it came in the second half of the game. It curious your thoughts like on Usman tonight, but it, as well as like these two games as a whole. Yeah, I was I was happy to see him bounce back tonight. I think it was he was what one of eleven. On Monday, something like that, made one shot total, I know. I was happy to see him come back and not be, I don't want to use, not scared, but I, I think it, it would be timid. easy to, it, timid, yeah, it would be easy to not want to mess up if he just went one of 11. But um, he still took 10 shots, made five of them. Um, he, I like Usman a lot. He seems more, he seems further along than Poku was in Poku's, you know, second summer league when he was out there flopping around. Um, I, I, I like, I like watching Usman play. I'm, I'm really curious how many minutes he's going to get this season and how much time he might spend in the G league. Um, but no, I, I've, I've liked what I've seen so far. I think he has a lot, a lot of room to grow. Of course. I'm with you. It, it was especially good to see Usman in the second half because I thought his role kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Some score a lot and touch the ball in the pick and roll, like in the paint. And that's so different from what I kind of thought we would see from Usman where like I kind of wanted to see him a little bit more with the ball in his hands, like we saw yeah, back in the NBL. Mm-hmm. And we saw that some in the first half, but it, you know, without J Dub out there, but it wasn't great. Um, and the three point shot still isn't falling like I would I hoped it would in some really. And, and again, this is all very relative to the first two games, mm-hmm. uh, subjective to the first two games of summer league, but a little disappointed in Oost overall. He just seems like he's trying to fit into an offense, and that's some really doesn't feel like his best opportunity to do that. I think he's I more of a player that will benefit from regular season games, regular season minutes, playing around guys like Shea, Giddy, and Dub, and um, that will help his development. But to your point, Silva, the issue is you, you brought Poku. I think that's a great one. If we had Oos two seasons ago, three seasons ago, just let him have that run, runway to make those mistakes and have the ball in his hand some and develop, that's a great thing. I'm a little concerned with this season. It, it's, you know, I think the Thunder organization would disagree with me here and say, oh, we can throw them in the blue and all these different things. But mm-hmm. even then, I just. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm not sure that this is necessarily the perfect development opportunity for him with all the different mouths that's to really good and point. players that have the ball in his hands. That's that's just kind of my biggest takeaway from, again, this very, very small sample size of two summer league games. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't have the runway Poku had, that's for sure. The team is The team's just a lot better. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally so, a couple of years too late, but that doesn't mean Us isn't going to be a great player for this team. I mean, again, we're if <laughs> this is a post game summer league podcast, um, so we aren't trying to take any drastic conclusions here, but that's just kind of my thoughts after watching these first two games. Mm-hmm. Now, another one again, just going down the, the stat sheet, this is a huge one. Chet Holmgren, you mentioned him a lot, um, early on. Silva Chet tonight had 10 points, 11 rebounds. One assist, but two steals, three blocks. Unfortunately, he had six turner, six turnovers. It was the best and the worst of Chet. Um, yes. Obviously, a lot of impact on the defensive side of the ball. Continues to show on the offensive side of the ball. What are your thoughts on Chet specifically tonight? And then maybe also just over the past two uh, summer league games that he's had. Yeah, it's interesting. Like even a quote unquote bad check game, he still is able to impact. Like he doesn't, his defensive intensity doesn't slip, even if he's playing poorly. Cause he's clearly working, like shaking off some rust after having missed the last year. And you saw that rust in a big way in the first quarter of uh, last game. And you saw it kind of on and off here. Just like sloppy with the ball, the things you would expect after a guy hasn't played real basketball like this in a year. Um, but he was still able to be a constant presence on defense in a way that I'm just not used to watching. Like I'm not used to having a guy that can drop, but can very quickly jump out to the three point line and always be there for a block. He had that massive block near the end of the game with like three or four minutes left. Is the two hand block Chet's going to be Chet's signature thing? It's kind of his signature thing. Yeah, he gets that ball. It reminds me of volleyball, and yeah, not just me. Obviously, it's really that's cool. Not a unique thought, but um, yeah, the the two handed block around the rim, it, it really is, and it's not just even that, but the way that he alters the shot blocking around yes. the rim. Something you mentioned earlier, Silva, is how I can't remember the exact phrase that you mentioned, but I thought it was so spot on. It's like even though he's not impacting a game offensively he brings a new element to the Thunder team that we haven't seen. And obviously like if we're trying to envision this in a team with um, instead of Jared, you know, no disrespect to these guys, but Jared Butler, Trey man and Usman Jang, um, you know, Jaden Shackleford, like, you know, <laughs> instead of those players, it's yeah. going to be Shea, Giddy, Dub. Um, and I think that's going to open so much more for Chet. First of all, just getting him the ball. I mean, he was posting up down low, asking for the ball, the pick and roll, the reads. I mean, when you have those kind of guards who are going to be able to make those reads for Chet, get him the ball in that situation, he's going to he, he's going to be set up <laughs> going to be set up quite a bit better than he was, I think, in, in these first two games of summer league. But to your other your other point, like just seeing what he's able to do defensively, 
and inputting that into the team that we saw last year, that is such an extremely exciting element that the Thunder just completely lacks. So sorry. And it's I went such a an easy fit. There, but I think so, you, you mentioned this earlier on in the podcast. Like I'm, I'd love to hear you talk more about that. Like in putting that into this, this Thunder team. Yeah. It's it, on one hand, it's like the exact thing that the Thunder need is Chet. And he's already displaying what that might look like. albeit surrounded by players of a lesser quality just to be, you know, not slandering anybody, but you know what I mean? It's summer league. Um, but on the other hand, he also he also fits so seamlessly into the five man lineup that that, that I assume the Thunder are going to play next year. So he'll have guys like Josh finding him at any point. He'll he'll be getting open threes. He's not getting a ton of open threes right now, and I think that's a big reason why he hasn't that shot hasn't fallen. He's having to take them quick or it's a little forced, right? Pump fake and drive. Like he's having to in summer league. A lot of guys, if you don't have like he was. He was really lucky to play with Josh last year, honestly, like opening up. Usually you don't have a guy like Josh Giddy who can kind of command a game out there on, on the summer league court. So Chet's just kind of finding his way, and I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm, I like watching him kind of figure things out and learn from his mistakes because you can kind of tell he's like actively doing that in every game, like learning how to play through stuff like that. So it's, I it's think great. that's a fantastic point. Uh, first of all, oh, two points there. The point you made about having getting last, Giddy last uh, summer league. Makes a, it makes sense that he would struggle a little bit more this season. Um, sorry, this summer league uh, without having a facilitator like Josh Giddy. That's obviously without the context of the injury, et cetera, et cetera. But the other thing being that, like, we're seeing him adjust. I mentioned him being more aggressive each of these second halves. Uh, I thought that's been really great to see. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, like, he's, he's going to be great as a catch-and-shoot uh, spot-up shooter compared to just like trying to create his own shot and, and get those shots off when he has two or three defenders coming after him, double teaming That's him. That's the thing. Yeah. Kenny Lofton coming after him. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, but it, Kenny Lofton didn't get the best of him this year. So that's no. a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> narrative was, is not around right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, there there is no highlights of Kenny Lofton like just no. completely trying to body Chet Holmgren out of the mm-hmm. lane. Um, in fact, Kenny Lofton really struggled in a large part because of Chet Holmgren's rim presence, which was great to see. But uh, our friend Derek Parker tweeted these out. I thought they were very, very accurate. I wanted to give him credit because as I realized as I was kind of going through some of my points, I th- thought they were very similar. He mentioned with Chet, you know, tight, tightening the handle. I mentioned the six turnovers. Mm-hmm. They weren't great. He's dribbling the ball very high. And a lot of that is due to conditioning, in my opinion. Um, and also, to your point, Silva, like he's not going to have the ball in his hand that much compared to what he is in summer league. But regardless, got to tighten that handle because that is going to be a strength of – Chet's offense and um but but only if he can tighten that handle and, and make sure that that's not going to result in a turnover uh derek mentioned strengthening the base for general skills and shooting form i yeah I, I i get that but that's going to come along you know this season as well as another offseason under his belt hopefully fully healthy right um and then just obviously conditioning like he's he's obviously a little guest and, and yeah. that's showing he's it's one thing to play one-on-one you know, in the summer or even to play five on five pickup in, in the gym when you're officially cleared by the thunder. It's another thing to be in full NBA game shape. And he obviously isn't there yet. So there's some elevation stuff in Salt Lake city too. So yes, it's a great point. We, we hear that about the jazz. We hear that about the uh, Denver nuggets. Yeah. It's honestly a really good point. So it will be interesting to see like 
does he look look a little more conditioned when he gets to Vegas mm-hmm. um, after getting some full court games under his belt and, and getting some serious minutes? Like I'm looking at the minutes logs here. Uh, Usman played 32 minutes. Chet played 30. Uh, Jay Will played 27. Butler played 28. Trey Mann played 31. And then Shackelford played 22 off the bench. Maldonado, who I didn't even know before tonight, to be completely no, honest no. with you, played 19. And then there was eight minutes from McCon- Caleb McConnell, who I actually really like. We could talk about him if we have extra time. Um, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, we spent a lot of time here on Chet. No long-term concerns, I think, think is the conclusion we're coming to. He's just working through some growing pains. and He's awesome. Shaking that he's, off. he's awesome. Now, one other player, I mean, I say that. There's probably two other players we need to touch on here, so, but Jay Will, not doing anything sexy. He's not the guy who's no. going to get a poster dunk, although he did have a nice dunk tonight. He did. Or, you know, is going to go for 20 points in summer league or anything like that, but he just, like, continues to be consistent in everything he does. Like, 12 yeah. points, four rebounds, three assists. Uh, he had three blocks tonight, which was really cool. But, like, you put him in an NBA lineup, he's probably going to have, like, I mean, it's, it's not going to be 12 points, but it might be six points, two rebounds, you know, two assists and two blocks in the same. A bit everything. And taking the charges. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I just thought this was a, a good moment, especially in a game like tonight, to give Jay Will a little love for just doing the consistent things. Um, and, the th- you know, people keep talking about the Thunder needing to bring in a backup big. And, like, I, I kind of think the Thunder might think they have that in Jay Will. I agree with you. I think a combination of like Jay Will and Poku, something like that. Um, yeah, no, Jay Will is just playing his role. He's kind of doing the JRE thing that we thought would happen, where it's just that you put him out there and he's playing his little mini Al Horford role, uh, dishing out from the top of the key and making taking open threes. Um, and a lot like Al Horford, he loves to pump fake at the top of the key and then drive and then pass <laughs> out of it. Um, no, I, I love Jay Will. I think he's he's playing really well. He looks comfortable out there. I like the I like the hair. He looks like bulkier to me, like more toned. He does look um, like he's he's put on some weight this offseason as well. Uh, sorry, yeah. some good weight. Some uh Yeah, yeah. Or maybe yeah, he's awesome. in Jay Will's case, maybe he's slimmed down. Uh, I agree, I yeah. But you're right, he, he looks more bulkier. More mobile, yeah. But no, I agree. I think that's a perfect uh perfect description of, of Jay Will's games uh here the past guess, two summer league games. Jared Butler just quickly, he had sixteen points. Four rebounds, six assists. It's it's good to see him get more of an opportunity, um, yeah. especially with with J Dub out. I'm curious. Like I I could see that potentially being another two way contract. Again, the Thunder now have not just the Thunder. All NBA teams now have three two way contracts available to them for the new CBA That's moving true. forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I unless Butler gets a better offer, I would not be surprised if Butler's brought back on one of those two ways alongside yeah, it makes Johnson. sense for sure. But I thought he he's been playing well, uh, especially tonight with J Dub out. Mm-hmm. And then the big one here is Trey Man, twenty eight points, four rebounds. But on let's see, he had twenty eight points on ten of fourteen shooting, seventy one percent from the field, only thirty three points in thirty three point three percent from three. Um, but he just continues to be more and more aggressive. I will say, like this is kind of a double edged sword for me, Silla. I'm curious your thoughts on this. 
I love seeing Trey Man be more aggressive and do this. this. This is exactly what we wanted to see when we saw that Trey Man was going to be on this roster, right? He's done it two straight games. He's been more aggressive. He's shown that he's more capable than some of the other less experienced players he's playing against in Summer League. With that being said, this is what he should be doing in his third year in the NBA with three years of NBA experience against less experienced players in Summer League. So how much can we take from this, right? Um, I mean, it's just, it, 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 again, it's like a double-edged sword. It's very tough to take away from what Trey's doing because this is what we want to see. It's what he should be doing. But what does it look like in a real NBA setting and within the setting of this Thunder team? Like, we kind of talked about, like, you know, plugging Chet into this team. Again, I'm rambling here. But I'm just kind of curious your thoughts about Trey Mann tonight and these these past two games. Yeah, I feel similarly similarly to you as far as we kind of know Trey can do this in a setting like this. He Every time he goes to the G League, he does this, and it's like, wow. When he's confident, he looks awesome. And he's showing confidence here. That's the biggest thing for me is he's immediately showing confidence, not afraid to take shots. A lot of times he gets separation and then doesn't take the shot. But he's doing that here um, decisively. And, you know, it's cool. Uh, Summer League is... Summer League is a thing where uh, there's always see a tweet that goes around. It's like Summer League rules. If a player you like is playing well, it means he's going to be good. And if a player you don't like is playing poorly, it means he's going to be bad. And I, um, and I feel like with Trey Mann, I don't know. It's it's kind of an eye of the beholder thing. Like it, You could look at this and make an argument that like, oh, he's improving. He's going to be better next season. But ultimately, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a, a, at a wait and see point with him. I like the decisions he's making. I feel like decisions can translate to the regular season. Um, it's it's the shot making though for Trey. Like is he gonna get as he's not gonna get the on ball reps that he's getting right now. And a lot of his stuff is coming from uh from on ball. So uh we'll see. I, I mean think, he will get on ball reps. I think you absolutely know that. No, and I think you're spot on. Yeah. Um the on ball reps will not be there for him. No. And one thing and again this is so hard and like I don't even think it's fair me to completely critique necessarily. I'm just bringing it up because this is a summer league post game podcast, right? Yeah. Like in a nutshell, I'm not saying this is necessarily applicable to Trey long-term, but he hasn't been playmaking nearly as much. Um, and like I said, that is so hard. We sh- no disrespect to Jaden Shackelford and Maldonado and Caleb McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very different when you're playing next to, um, Shay and Gideon Dub, but we've seen him in those situations and he's not a playmaker to your point. So it's great to see him be more aggressive and be able to score these points. And, um, but I'm just not sure it fits very well within the concept of this team. So I think this is a really interesting one to monitor moving forward. There was a lot of talk, or I say a lot of talk. There was um, a couple different reporters who mentioned, you know, the Thunder sending trade down to the G League showcase here last year being more of a a trade showcase uh for other teams yeah and i can't help but wonder i mean obviously presti is better than any gm and knowing what each of his players is worth in terms of value um if he didn't feel like the value for trey was where it needed to be at that point and he's kind of hoping to see that you know that value meet what he thinks trey is worth uh, he's not just going to give Trey up for nothing because he's. I think he can be an extremely impactful player, as we've seen. I agree. All that being said, these these past two games just make me wonder: like, does he really fit within the concept of this team? 
especially with so many different mounts of feet now moving forward. That's so anyways, um, these are some like big long-term thoughts we'll talk a lot about throughout the remainder of summer league and into the off season. But before we do that, or <laughs> before we do that, <laughs> that's a, uh, that's way out there in the future. <laughs> uh, Silva, let's go ahead and go through the chat. I, I mean, I, unless we want to talk a, the next 30 minutes about Jaden uh, Shackelford and <laughs> absolutely not. I don't even know what the H stands for. <laughs> uh, Maldo Nato. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he got 19 minutes tonight. Good for him. Uh, one rebound, one assist, one uh, one block. We're not going to do that. So let's go ahead and, and wrap this bad boy up, and we'll go through the comments and and answer any comments, questions, etc. We got an early one here from David. When will Kenny Lofton be an All Star? <laughs> uh, give get for me, you know, three years. No, I'm just, I'm yeah, that's right. I mean, can he <laughs> play against all- Chet every game? G League All Star to me. Hey, Chet. Kind of shut him down tonight, which was uh, again they weren't guarding each other directly necessarily, but it was not the same as last last year, as we mentioned. I have a question that maybe our chat also has. Kason Wallace, when will we see him? When will we see him? Good question. So today is the fifth. Uh, Silva and I are recording this on July fifth, July sixth. The NBA. Um, gosh, why am I going blank on that term? That's bad. Anyways, essentially on July 6th, those deals can officially start to go through. The league Unless they're part of the bigger league deals. Years. So like, yeah, essentially, right. The, the start of the new league year. So I'm not saying that we'll see the Oladipo deal go through just because like that's a very complex one that could be tied up into the Dame trade. But a yeah. trade like that, sorry, a, um, yeah, a trade, a, an acquisition like that where that went through on draft night uh, with the the Mavericks. Unless it's tied up in something bigger, like a three-team trade or something like that, I would highly expect it to go through tomorrow on the 6th, which is also the same date that restricted free agents. Like uh, we saw Tybal be able to sign that deal with the yep. is expected to, quotes, to sign that deal yeah. with the Mavericks. And then the, the three-deal trade with Grant Williams going to the Mavericks now as a, a restricted free agent. Um, those deals will be able to go through tomorrow. So I would expect the the Kassan Wallace deal to be able to go through at that point, and therefore he'll be able to play hopefully the last game, Salt Lake City, and also Summer League. And I think of awesome. like Hamadou Diallo, he was just and again same thing for uh, for Kason. I mean, he you see him over there like just hanging out on the bench with Doug with Keontae yeah. Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing with I, I remember Hamadou. Right. Like it was a yep. similar situation. I think he was a second round pick, obviously, but he's over there just hanging out with the team and stuff for like two, three days. And then finally the deals announced and he, he's literally hasn't practiced and just throws on a Jersey and is playing there the next day. So mm-hmm. all that being said, very long way to say that he could either play the last game of summer league, or I would highly expect him to play in Vegas. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, as far as questions, I don't know. I don't think I've missed any. A lot of general not on duty this summer league. I am not. Thank goodness. I got that covered. <laughs> I finally for year three get to go to summer league and I'm so excited. Uh, we'll get into that here at the end, but uh, really excited to get to do that. You're right. There's a lot of great comments like between people, uh, which we love to see between our listeners. Let's see. Uh, Amen mentioned trace play. 
and we talked a little bit about this stuff. I think they were talking about this when we were talking about Trey's play. Mm-hmm. But he said, I like Trey's play, and he usually doesn't show this in Summer League. But we need to remember that these summer league rosters aren't the players we're building to compete with. I think that kind of goes with what you and I were talking about. That like it's great to see Trey do this. Yeah. It's also expected for a year three player. And how does that look like with this current Thunder construction or Thunder roster construction? Yeah, it's kind of like a uh well, someone has to score type of situation that Trey's right. in right now. Right. Let's see. They're talking a little bit about Jay Will. He's not the most athletic, but again, he's like, I think kind of like you and I were talking about. Um, this is when the chat was talking about it as well. Mm-hmm. Jay Will is a kind of player who it doesn't matter if it's summer league. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA. It doesn't matter if it's pickup and, you know, Rutgers Park in New York in the summer mm-hmm. uh, off season. He's going to play the exact same way. He's playing his game no matter what, no matter what. Let's see um connor b who do you want to see step up tomorrow night i forgot we have a back-to-back we do well jacob and myself and justin we on a plane hopefully we'll get to see it silva who do you want to see step up tomorrow night assuming that j-dub doesn't play i want to see a big chet scoring game if i'm being honest it's selfish but we got to see it in utah last year i think he scored 20 plus in his like first game had like the step back three going all kinds of stuff i would love to see a game like that from chet as he gets more comfortable here I agree with you. That's the low-hanging fruit. Um, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and take the other low-hanging fruit, though. Uh, since you mentioned Chet, I'm right there with you. My other one would be Usman Jane. Like, I just want to see him awesome. get a little more comfortable in terms of aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice to see him be able to handle the ball a little bit, especially with J-Dub out, right? Um, yeah. Like we kind of saw in the NBL prior to him getting drafted. See him be a little more aggressive, you know, attacking the rim and being able to absorb contact, even play make a little bit, show his playmaking chops, um, just taking a little more of a bigger role within the offense with all these different players out. Like I mentioned, J Dub, and obviously you're not mm-hmm. playing alongside the Ch- the uh, the Shays, the Giddies, etc. Like see a little more of that from Oose moving forward here in summer league. So that'd be my answer. It's a great answer. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in to the uncontested post game podcast uncontested post summer post game it's summer league post game there we go there it is we greatly appreciate all the comments and and it really is super cool like just scrolling through there trying to find the questions and seeing you all interacting with one another Mm -hmm. Um, we really really appreciate that appreciate all of you tuning in like we mentioned knock on wood pending any delays or anything like that (laughs) myself Jacob, Justin, Nick, we'll be on the ground in Vegas for Summer League starting tomorrow night. We will have you all covered for a post a post Summer League game podcast. Um, and we'll have you covered all week. We'll thankfully get to be in the Blue Wire studio like we were last year uh, for, for one podcast. We'll have you covered for the Sunday night game against the Mavericks. Like Sylvan and I mentioned earlier, it's knock on wood, get to see Wimby live. For the first time, just a ton of fun stuff. And we're really excited to be down there. We actually have some giveaways from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Very, very thankful for that opportunity and to work with the Thunder in that regard. So if you will be out there, be sure to DM us on any, like I said, threads, Instagram, Twitter, etc. We'll be sure to meet up with you all and have a little bit of a, have a swag bag. Some stuff to give away. So thank you all again for tuning in. Thank you for my co-host Silva for joining me tonight. And as always, Thunder Up.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.